0: Hey, mamas, and welcome to the Entering Motherhood podcast. This is your one stop, go to place for getting you from feeling drained, exhausted, and unfulfilled in motherhood to feeling more energized, organized, and accomplished. That's the vision I continue to navigate towards, and that's the vision we are sharing with you, focusing on holistic alternatives and restructuring your mind, body, and soul from the inside out. I'm your host, Sarah Marie Bilger, a wife, mom of two, mechanical engineer v-back mom and doula serving mamas through pregnancy birth and postpartum if you're here for this if you're as pumped up as i am and searching for that fire that you know is deep inside of you then let's go let's uncover what it truly means to enter motherhood you are a rock star i believe in you let's doula this let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together Hey mamas, how are you? I am actually on vacation right now. We are out and at the beach for 4th of July, but this episode specifically, we are talking about sleep and solutions for sleep if we are not getting it. Martha is the guest this week on this podcast, and her main focus is insomnia, but honestly, we go into other things and and really just bring up how things like brain fog and fatigue are symptoms that our body is experiencing and it needs attention. So really just kind of going into those things and understanding when we are self-diagnosing in a lot of these situations, we may actually be navigating down a path that's actually driving us further away from a solution. So sometimes in very extreme cases, when we really feel like we are quote unquote, trying all the things that experts are saying and to do, and you're doing all these things yourself and you're not finding solutions, then finding an expert that will help you in these options is best. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am glad to have you here today and really get this conversation started. So how about you go ahead and introduce
1: yourself first for our listeners? Sure, so my name is Martha Lewis and I am a sleep consultant and functional health coach. So I used to be a pediatric sleep consultant, but because of my own problems with insomnia, I ended up learning about how underlying health issues affect sleep. And so that is really my passion now is helping adults get healthy so that they can sleep normally. Awesome. So if you could kind
0: of sum up your experience of entering motherhood, what would you say about that?
1: Yes. Well, it, you know, sleep was a big thing that I thought about. So (laughs) I um, got pregnant at age 39. And in late pregnancy, I started not being able to sleep for the first time in my life. And um, it continued, you know, even after my son was born, even after he was sleeping through the night, it continued for another two years until I finally figured out what was causing it. And so um, I was, you know, in the meantime, I became a pediatric sleep consultant because my son, even by the time he was three months old, was still waking up every one to two hours all night long. And we were both exhausted. Um, And I would try to go to bed early because I was so exhausted, but it would take me forever to fall asleep. And then almost every night I woke up around three or four and couldn't go back to sleep for hours, pretty much until it was six and my son was waking up for the day. So I spent a lot of um, my early years of motherhood, my son is now six, not sleeping well. So I know like how hard it is and frustrating it is to not be able to sleep. And so yeah, I want to spread the word that we can figure out what's causing this. Like there is a reason, you know, besides obviously having a newborn that's gonna wake up, (laughs) that you shouldn't be struggling with sleep, you know, yourself after that. So what did you find?
0: was going on with you specifically.
1: Yeah. So I learned about um, doing functional lab testing. So I found out I had a parasite that I had probably had for 13 years from traveling in Nepal and India. And I had major hormone imbalance. I had something called copper toxicity, which is when copper builds up in the body, which is really common for women who take birth control. And, you know, I had some mineral imbalances and deficiencies. I had some heavy metals. So I had a lot, a number of things going on that were affecting my health and therefore my sleep.
0: What specifically did you test for that you were discovering these things? And was that a long process? Like, did you start with, you know, a specific testing procedure and then didn't find anything everything seemed fine and healthy and then you moved on and dug deeper or what was what was that process like
1: Yeah well you know of course my doctor's blood work always came back normal so um that doesn't usually help find out why someone isn't sleeping um so I I had been in the health and wellness space for a long time already so I feel fortunate that I found out about the certification to learn about the lab testing so I was able to do all the tests at once and really get to the bottom of it pretty quickly. Um, so yeah, I did a, one of the tests I do is a gut health test. So that's a stool test that shows what's living in your gut and how healthy your gut is. So that's where you found the parasite. Um, one thing I didn't mention, I did a food sensitivity test, found out I was sensitive to gluten and dairy and eggs and lots of other foods, which I see is really a sign that your gut isn't that healthy when you're you know, we shouldn't be reacting to all these kinds of foods. I did what's called a hair tissue mineral analysis. So that's how I found out about the copper toxicity and other heavy metals. And then I did this test is called the Dutch test. It's a dried urine hormone test. So yeah, that was looking at hormones and cortisol and liver function you know, that combination of things that, and luckily I was able to address those all at once. So I started sleeping better pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, it's those kinds of things that I hear other people, maybe they're like, Oh, well, I went to my doctor and I got blood work and everything's fine. But like, there's still some sort of disconnect. And honestly, like when I ever heard, like first heard like the Dutch test, like I was like, what the heck is that? Like, it sounded like, Yeah. I don't know what I thought it was or like what it sounded like. I think I went along the lines of like the stool sample test instead of like urine. Uh, I was just like, Oh, like that sounds strange, but like, I guess it helped. And you know, like I'm still like, that's one thing that I'm like really like digging into like learning more about because I hear it so often. And once you do have these tests or analysis done, you can understand like so much more about your body that like maybe on the surface, you're not understanding. And like Mm -hmm. you said, then there's pretty easy solutions. Like once you understand what the issue is to get there and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, like, you know, like I'm sleeping better or this. Like, I think it's like one of those things where like, if you don't know what options are out there, Mm -hmm. then you don't know how you could potentially be healing your body and just how, potentially simple of a solution it could be. Um, so I love that you're like talking about those things and explaining those things, but so was it kind of like an, a combination, like all together that was improving your sleep by taking these tests or one specifically like the copper or the parasite, like once that was resolved, was it transitioning into a better sleep pattern immediately?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, you know, gradual process, but it's not like it took years for my sleep to improve. But I, I really think it's about addressing everything at once because everything is connected and everything's affecting everything else. So it's like maybe this all started from the parasite, then damaging my gut. But gut health is going to affect liver function and hormones need a healthy liver to, you know, to be processed by the body. And if your gut isn't healthy, you aren't absorbing nutrients from food. And so then minerals get out of balance and heavy metals actually accumulate when minerals are out of balance. So my whole philosophy is that it's like, it's all about looking at everything at the same time, because otherwise, if you only look at gut health and don't even look at hormones, it's like you're, you're probably not going to see improvement and your hormones aren't just going to get imbalanced by themselves very quickly or easily. So, Yeah.
0: yeah. So probably most likely we don't commonly see a parasite situation. Um, but what are maybe some common, you know, causes that we can be seeing in the postpartum period that might be disrupting our sleep?
1: Yeah. I mean, hormones are going to be the main cause, you know, in the postpartum period for sure. Our hormones are crazy. And if you think about it, I mean, having, being pregnant, having a baby, like it's very stressful for our bodies. So, um, and especially, you know, the older we get probably the more stressful it is and the more out of balance our bodies already are. So yeah. And honestly, I mean, gut health, you're right. Not everyone has a parasite, although, maybe 25% of my clients do. Wow. Yeah, And if not, there are other pathogens too, like H. pylori and candida. So like none of my clients have a healthy gut. Now, you know, for some people, the gut's 90% of the problem and other people it's not. But gut health is a big one. For the postpartum period, I mean, hormones are the key thing to look at. And I think there's not much you can do the first few months after your baby's born, but you know, after that would be an appropriate time to run the Dutch test or at the very least get, you know, find your hormone levels from your doctor. If you can work with someone a little more alternative functional medicine, I would recommend that. I mean, because low progesterone, low estrogen, high testosterone, high estrogen, like all of those can lead to insomnia. There's likely some hormone imbalance going on postpartum.
0: Yeah. And you said, so what would be kind of like a good duration of time at, after baby comes like in the postpartum period that if we're still seeing issues, we should really start looking into these alternatives and and options.
1: Yeah. I would say after three months again, like, yeah, three months postpartum. And, you know, I mean, it also depends like sometimes people come to me a year later and they're like, I didn't realize I wasn't sleeping well because my baby wasn't sleeping well for a year or two. So, a lot of times it's hard to tell the difference until your baby is actually sleeping better. So, teasing that out, figuring that out too.
0: So, what really got you into all this? Just your own personal experience, or what were you doing before everything?
1: Yeah. Well, I was a nutritionist before. I used to manage the supplement department of health food stores. So, I, like I said, I've been in the health and wellness space for a long time. And then I got into baby sleep because of my, Son, you know, I really was against sleep training at first, but then, you know, by the time he was three months and still waking up all the time, I mean, I remember spending days like just crying all day long because I was just so tired and I didn't know what to do about it. And I was finally like, you know what? This is not good for him either. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I need to get sleep. He doesn't need a mom who's crying all day either. So, I did hire a sleep consultant and within four nights, he was waking up once a night and my world was changed. You know, I was like, okay, I can do this. I can be a mom. This is going to be great. And, you know, then I became a pediatric sleep consultant as well. Like it was, it just made such a difference in my life that I wanted to help other people with that too. You know, I think that's how it first started that I got into sleep and then I still wasn't sleeping. And then again, found out doing these functional lab tests and it just kind of came full circle that. I'm really back into health again, but focusing on helping people with sleep. Yeah. So when a client comes
0: to you, are you running the analysis and test for them? Or are you kind of instructing them to find someone and then you're helping them process the results and and helping them kind of go through a procedure to get better sleep?
1: No, I order and run the test for them as well. So that's part of my program is, is the four... Uh, standard tests that I run, and then working with people for six months, like really getting into, yeah, into those underlying health issues.
0: Like, is it just mainly
1: people struggling with insomnia, or or where do you really feel the most called to to help women? So yeah, I mean, and I will, I think what most of my clients have in common is that I mean, first of all, they tend to care about their health already, and they've already tried a lot of different things. Right. Like they've tried all the supplements that are out there, which is what I did too. I like tried every supplement under the sun. Turns out there's no magic pill for this. (laughs) And, you know, they may have even tried cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, which is looking at the mental part and um, your sleep environment and habits and things like that, which I also help with in case people haven't done that. But yeah, so it's like they've already gone to their doctor and gotten blood work. They've already researched a ton. And, you know, the thing I found most frustrating is that if you Google it, it's the same advice everywhere, right? It's like, don't watch screens before bed. Don't drink caffeine afternoon, exercise every day. It's like, yeah, we're doing all of that and still can't sleep. It's like the most frustrating thing ever. Yeah. So I'm working with people who've already, they've done a lot of research. They've tried a lot of things usually, and like they realize that it's not helping and the medical system can't really help them either, unfortunately. Can you give
0: us an example of maybe there's a mom and she's not sleeping very well and she's coming to you and you just ran all of the labs and now we're getting results back. Like what might be a disconnect and then a solution
1: to that? Like what do their lab results show? Yeah,
0: yeah, like maybe like like how you said like 25% of people are having parasites. Like yeah, that right? sounds so shocking to me. Like yeah. you know to think that there are more of us with that. Like, I'm thinking, wow, that's so uncommon, you know, but 25% is a, is a large chunk of people. Yeah. So, um, you know, like, like, let's say like, maybe you find out that that's, um, what the issue was like, how are we resolving this or, um, like getting on a
1: process of restoring our gut? Yeah, totally. And I, you know, I'll say first too, like what I see in a lot of my clients because the Dutch test looks at cortisol and your cortisol pattern is that cortisol is high at night when it shouldn't be like cortisol should be low at night. And then it goes up in the morning to wake us up. I mean, yeah, at least half my clients, this cortisol is elevated at bedtime or in the middle of the night. Um, And then I want to know why that is. And the most common reason is back to this pathogen in the gut. It can be from liver dysfunction um, because the liver is most active at night. It can be from blood sugar issues, like if you're on a really blood sugar roller coaster, then that can continue into the night. So those are the most common reasons why cortisol can be high at night. So let's say it is a parasite, like there's more to it too than just killing a parasite. It's like if you've had a parasite for and who knows how many years you know, someone has had that if it shows up on a stool test, but it's like their gut's damaged. So you really want to also, you know, work on foods or supplements that help heal the gut wall. You know, if there are nutrient deficiencies, especially minerals and things like that, like, you know, supplement with those in the short term while we work on healing the gut so that You know, it actually has the nutrients it needs to heal. So, yeah. And then, um, you know, I use more natural things like herbs and other supplements to like actually deal with a parasite. And yeah, but it's really, you know, this big picture of how do we really restore gut health because we're always going to be exposed to things like parasites and a healthy gut can fight it off and it doesn't can't take hold and start damaging the gut. So, it's really about rebuilding gut health for the future so that the gut stays healthy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that,
0: I think that makes a lot of sense. And really, kind of like, like you said, again, like it's all connected, like everything is tied together. So, like, I feel like right now, it's just, there's so much information that people are trying to like self-diagnose themselves without like getting that full picture of what their specific body is doing. And that's why it's like, you know, they're trying all the supplements and they're, you know, doing all these things and they're like, okay, well, I'll try and see how this works. And then like, maybe it helps for a little bit. And then they're back into the same situation. And it's really like this constant game of just, you know, trying to figure out what their own specific body is doing without getting that like full general uh, evaluation of the big picture. Um, So I'm, I'm sure like, obviously, because like, this is the test and analysis that you do, you feel really like passionate and strongly about, but like, where do you feel was like a big shift or a turning point for you? And why do you really implement these tests to be done and see it as a big picture as opposed to, you know, maybe trying this or that?
1: Yeah, well, it's partly from the training I did, although I do do different tests, like as I kept learning more, and I did work under someone for a while who was already specializing in sleep. Um, you know, from this perspective. So yeah, I guess it's just, you know, the training and experience I've gotten since then have led me to, like, choose the four tests that I'm doing now, you know, because my goal is how can we use the, you know, the fewest tests that give the most information for the least cost to get all the information I need. Yeah. So I I think it's just been, you know, a combination of doing this for a few years and really figuring out, Um, what's going to be best. Like, for example, I just started, I added a neurotransmitter test within the past year. So it's looking at things like serotonin and dopamine and GABA that directly affect sleep. For example, I found out recently that I am really deficient in serotonin and um, it's probably a genetic thing. I haven't gotten that tested yet, but that's my guess. And so, you know, if someone's really low in serotonin, that can Directly affects sleep. So, supplementing with 5-HTP, which is a precursor to serotonin, can help improve sleep really quickly. And so, yes, like I want to, for some people, serotonin might be a genetic thing, or it might be that their gut isn't healthy because actually 90% of our neurotransmitters are made in the gut. So, it's like we want to work on gut health for the long term, but in the short term, it can really help someone to start sleeping. A lot faster if we directly look at neurotransmitters. And how is that test conducted? That's a urine test as well. Okay. Yeah.
0: I feel like this stuff is so fascinating. And I think it's so important, you know, for people to like you to really explain those things and get that information out there. Because like I said, I think a lot of people are just kind of like trying to self-diagnose or or find like a supplement that they've heard is easy to use for this or that. And if they're actually, you know, like increasing their serotonin instead of like decreasing it or doing the opposite. Like, I, I think it's like those kinds of things. Like if you're fueling your body in ways that actually aren't beneficial to you specifically, just because you don't, you know, go through this whole procedure, it could just be a long struggle that could simply be solved by, um, doing some analysis or, or just like diving a
1: little bit deeper. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you know, we self-diagnose with symptoms, right? But there are so many different causes. I mean, you know, insomnia is a symptom. There's so many different things that can cause that. And same with anything, same with fatigue or brain fog or, you know, any symptom you might have. So that's why the self-diagnosis doesn't always help. And you're so right. Like if you, you know, self-diagnose and say, oh, I might be low in progesterone. I should try and I should try some progesterone over the counter. Well, it's like, what if you were actually low in estrogen and that's just making the imbalance even worse. So yeah, I firmly believe in testing instead of guessing is what I call it. Like that's the only way we're going to know exactly what's going on in your body.
0: I love that. Testing instead of guess- guessing. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. Cause we don't want to make things worse, which you can by yeah, experimenting with different things.
0: Yeah. And I think it's just one of those things like we live in a time that we're becoming so much more aware of our bodies and aware of the things that are happening to us and aware that we can make a difference, but it has to be done in a systematic way so that we aren't kind of just guessing and throwing things out there, um, which can be like overwhelming. And of course, like as a new mom going through this time in your life and really having so many other components, I think a lot of the times like we're just thrown in the back. Like we're like, oh, like, you know, yeah, I'm not sleeping, but at, at least the baby's sleeping or like, you know, like who cares about me? And like, there's so much focus on so many other things. And maybe you're just kind of either not acknowledging it or trying to blame it on different things or saying like it's stress or that. And I think it's just, you know, so much is going on in our heads. So I I think it's just one of those things. Like, what could you say to somebody who is like, maybe listening to this and they're like, oh yeah, I can't sleep at night, but like, that's just motherhood. Like, mm, like, you know, like, and they don't think, that it's an issue or like, you know, they don't want to spend the time on themselves or or really move forward with it. Like, what could you say to really motivate them and encourage them and inspire them to put the effort forward to do that for themselves?
1: Yeah. I mean, luckily we're becoming more and more aware of the importance of sleep. Sleep is so important, right? I always think about it like this, like, As humans, we have evolved for tens of thousands of years without getting rid of the need to sleep for a third of our lives. Like that's how important it is. There's so much that researchers are still discovering that happens while we sleep, but so much repair is happening. So that's why you're at increased risk of so many different diseases if you're like chronically getting fewer than seven hours of sleep a night. So like heart disease and diabetes and depression and alzheimers and certain forms of cancer like sleep is so important for our health and i think not everyone is ready to um accept that at this point but it is it's like probably even more important than diet and exercise to get enough sleep and for me like what really motivated me i also think that some people are more sensitive to sleep deprivation than others and i am one of those people who is very sensitive to it but What motivated me is like, I can better take care of my family if I've gotten enough sleep. So it's the whole idea of, you know, like filling your cup first, and then you are going to be a better mother, a better partner, a better employee or business owner, you know, whatever it is. Like if you're getting enough sleep, it's so much easier.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. What can you say to, let's say maybe, you're able to take like an hour or two nap like during the day, like maybe you're kind of like on the similar schedule as your toddler or baby, and you're choosing to do, you know, like a couple hours of sleep at night and then like a nap during the day. Like in, in your opinion, like how does that differ? Like, is it important to be getting like a full, you know, seven, eight hours like directly at night or if we're napping or just like chunking out our sleep or, I mean, we can even like go further in like, what if you work night shifts or things like that? Um, just the fluctuation in our sleep times. How is that differing?
1: Yeah. I mean, the ideal is going to be a solid seven to nine hours at night, but I think if you're in a phase in your life where that's not possible for some reason, then taking a nap is definitely better than not taking a nap if you aren't getting enough sleep. So I usually don't recommend more than a 30 minute nap during the day though, because more than that can affect your nighttime sleep. You know, when my son was younger Anna wasn't sleeping well, like I took a nap almost every day for 30 minutes. And even if I didn't fall asleep, I still felt so much better afterwards. So yes, I think like if you aren't sleeping well or getting enough sleep, a nap is your next best thing. But of course the ideal is to, is to get it all at night.
0: Yeah. And then, what about you know, if we are on some sort of like flipped schedule and we're awake at night or when it's dark, and then um, we're sleeping during the
1: day? Again, it's it is best for our bodies to sleep at night. But however, <laughs> like we need people who are awake at night. You know, the main recommendation is actually, and I can see that this would be hard, but is to be consistent. So like totally just move your circadian rhythm to sleeping during the day. And so I think it's just really hard on your body for someone who's working shift work to try and change it, right? Like say you work three nights in a row and then you have four days off and then you're trying to then sleep at night. Like that is worse for your body than just staying on the same schedule.
0: Do you have any specific resources for people that are listening that might want to, you know? gain more information on these topics, you know, whether it be like your own resources or specific ones that you recommend.
1: Yeah, well, I have a podcast as well called The Insomnia Fix. So, I talk a lot about these different things more in depth, um, you know, a different subject each week, and I keep them short like 10 to 20 minutes cuz my audience is tired. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so that's a great resource and then I also have a you know, a handout on my website that you can get called five new ways to get better sleep. And so this is a lot of things that anyone can do. Like my first tip is to eat an anti-inflammatory diet. So many sleep issues are caused by inflammation. And when there's inflammation, your body releases cortisol. So when that's happening day and night, it's going to affect your sleep. And so just simply like, It sounds simple, right? Of changing your diet, but it can have a really big impact. So there are things like that, that anyone can do. And I would highly recommend anyone with sleep issues to do that. And so that means like really avoiding processed foods, refined sugar, and even gluten and dairy, because those can be pretty inflammatory. So that can really help improve sleep. Awesome. So
0: other than your podcast, where else can we find you and
1: reach you and get in contact with you if we want to learn more? Yeah. So my website is thecompletesleepsolution.com and I'm on Facebook at Complete Sleep Solution. And I also have a Facebook group called Sleep and Insomnia Help for Adults that you're welcome to join. And I'm on Instagram as Complete Sleep Solution.
0: Amazing. Well, I feel like I learned a lot and, um, I hope the listeners did too, because like I said, I think it's just knowing our options, getting more people talking about this, like opening up the conversation and really just kind of like sparking your curiosity of like, Oh, maybe I do have like, you know, something that needs like looking into further, or maybe this is more than just like sleep deprivation in the postpartum period, maybe I I could use, you know, a more detailed uh, analysis on, on my life and, and what's going on. So. Yeah, definitely. It. Thanks for being <laughs> open
1: to talking about it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, do you have anything else that you'd like to add for a mom that is either pregnant or newly postpartum?
1: Yes. I would say get sleep, prioritize sleep for sure. (laughs) And if you can't sleep later on there, you know, it is fixable. Like there's a reason why we can figure out what it is. You do not have to live with sleep deprivation forever.
0: Love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your story of entering motherhood and what you're doing now. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop, go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas!